Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, October the 13th, 2022. Um, We are, yeah, almost officially at the halfway point of the month. Crazy. I saw something today. It was like 80, maybe it was less than that, 70-something days to Christmas, like eight weekends or something crazy like that. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Good morning, Brett, uh, Deborah. Good morning, Molly. Um, yeah, so we're going to jump over to Psalm 28 this morning, take a look at that, and see what the Lord has to say to us from that. And then we're going to uh, read from C.S. Lewis from this book entitled A Year with C.S. Lewis, Daily Readings from His Classic Works. So you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Psalm 28. So glad to have everyone a part of the podcast today. See what uh, see what kind of little inspiration, insight, correction, encouragement the Lord has for us. Here we go, Psalm 28. To you, Lord, I call. You are my rock. I do not, uh, you are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. To you, Lord, I call. I'm calling to you, the, your, the, my rock, my uh, unmoving. When the Bible uses these uh, metaphors of rock, two things, usually um, at least two things. One is this, the, the unmovability of God, like never changing. So when you, go, you know, when you go to something that doesn't change, like it's consistent, reliable, um, God is, I call to you because God, you are a rock. You in a ever changing world, you do not change. You are the, uh, the true North. You are the, um, the foundation. And so that's what the Psalm writer is expressing. And also, uh, the, a rock is usually a place of protection. And so you'll hear things like the cleft of the rock, which is kind of a hiding place from, uh, from the storms, from opposing enemies or opposing forces, opposing enemies. That's kind of redundant. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the rock is is both un- the uh, immovability of God, the uh, the unchanging nature of God, as well as the uh, a place of protection. Yeah. Good morning, Dan- Danielle. Good morning, Mark and Diana. Good morning, Pastor Tim and Jane. Um, so that's who he's calling to. That's who the psalmist writer is calling to, the Lord, Yahweh. Uh, you are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. Hmm. I need you, Lord, right? Maybe that's you today. You're like, man, I need you, Lord. I need your, I need, the, the world is crazy. My world is crazy. I need, I need a stationary point I can count on. I need someone to run to that I know is reliable and consistent. God, I need you to be my mainstay today. I need you to be my rock. 
Um, and um, that's then if that's you, then you are you are you can empathize with what the psalm writer is expressing as well. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy place. And we all need mercy from the Lord, right? Day by day. Every day we need mercy from the Lord. And the scripture tells us what? His mercies are new every day. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. What, what the great hymn writer expressed, in great is thy faithfulness. So today, maybe a day you're crying out for mercy. God, help me. I need you. I need help. I need you uh, to forgive me, to help me, to uh, come to my aid, my rescue. I call to you for help as I, lift, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy place, towards um, Jerusalem or the temple, the temple in Jerusalem, towards your uh, holy habitation. We don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to do like some do, have to aim towards, you know, Jerusalem or some sacred spot on the earth to pray. We don't have to do that because uh, because of the presence of God everywhere, he is everywhere you are through the presence of his Holy Spirit. So you don't have to aim your body anyway. You got to worry, okay, which way, is, uh, which way is east? I need to pray towards the east. No, you don't. You just, just lift your hands right where you are and praise the Lord and pray to, pray to Jesus. He's right there. It's a beautiful thing. As I lift my hands towards your most holy place, do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil. Hmm. That's a prayer for kind of similar to Jesus' prayer, lead us not into temptation, right? It's a very similar uh, sentiment. Do not drag me away with the wicked. Keep me away from the wicked. Don't let the wicked drag me away with those who do evil who speak cordially with their neighbors, but harbor malice in their hearts. Hmm. There's a lot of that, isn't there, in our world? Like uh, this surface harmony. Like, hey, how you doing? Man, I can't stand that dude right there. <laughs> yeah, you've seen that, right? Hey, how you doing, hon? How you been? Man, I don't, do not like her. Mm. Hey, baby, how you mom and them? And then after you leave, Boy, I can't, man, she'll get on my last nerve, man. I can't even take that. <laughs> do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, who speak cordially to their neighbors, but they harbor malice in their hearts. Man, let's not be those kind of people. Let's not harbor malice in our hearts. Now, it's true. Now, you're not going to get along with everyone. Everybody has different chemistry, and some people you connect with, others you don't. But we don't have to harbor malice, ill will. Anger, hatred. No, no, no. That's not that's unbecoming of a child of God. Yeah. <laughs> How you mom and them? <laughs> uh verse four. Repay them for their deeds and for their work for their evil work. Repay them for what their hands have done and bring back on them what they deserve. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the wicked. He, in verse 3, don't drag me away with the wicked, 
and what is what it what uh what are they like um you know they do evil they do evil work um and so you know uh avenge the, avenge me lord <laughs> make it right those who do evil make them pay for what they're doing those who stand against you, those who stand against your people, who those who stand on the side of injustice and evil and sinfulness, Lord, reveal that, reveal it, um, reveal them, and reveal their sin. Pay them back for their deeds. Verse five, because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord. Why is why is the psalm writer so angry with them? Because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord. They don't care about what's right, what's good, what's just, what's holy, what God says. Our world is filled with that, for sure, right? Man, people don't care what God says, right? I mean, and it isn't until they, uh, you know, a lot of people hit rock bottom that they begin to care what God says. Or they're at, a, they're, they're at wit's end, similar to the, to the woman who had the issue of blood in, in the Gospels, who reached out, touched the hem of Jesus' garment. She was in desperation. Okay, I have no, I've, I'm at wit's end. And it's sometimes in that place that we begin to really um, consider or regard the deeds of the Lord. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate we have to get to that place. It's unfortunate to have to watch people get to that place, right? Um, but the truth is, that's, the, that's what it took for us, for many of us. You know, we hate to see, man, what, when are they ever going to learn? And then, but, you know, you re do a little self-reflection, and you're like, that's exactly, I was the same way. It had to get to what's in, had to get to the bottom. Things had to fall apart. Had to, had to fall, taste a little pain, a little anguish, a little, uh, life had to be a little less sweet for me to realize I needed, I really needed Jesus. Yeah, because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord and what His hands have done. That's what that's what people. Um, that's most people, until they are at you know rock bottom, until they are in a, a desperate place. He will tear them down and never build them up again. Hmm. Let's read that one, that whole verse there together. Let's let's see that, that all in context. Because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord and what his hands have done, he will tear them down and never build them up again. That's a pretty ominous verse. You read the, the whole thing together, right? It's pretty ominous saying um, there's a price to pay for folks who never come to a place where they begin to consider and heed the deeds of the Lord. Um, there's a price to pay. I mean, you you will pay a price, right? It's not like uh, it's not like God is you know just out sort of angry and, and vengeful. No, but God's way is life. God's way is truth. God's way is reality. So uh, over time, there's a price to pay for not aligning your life with truth and life and reality. And the longer we live our lives, the more we see it begin to unravel. If we, the more we live our lives apart from those things, 
apart from God, apart from the truth, apart from God's ways, we, our lives begin to unravel. Even if it's at the very end of life, it will unravel. You'll realize it was based on nothing. Verse 6, praise be to the Lord. Praise. Praise ye the Lord. Remember that old chorus? Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, you remember that. And there was like kind of a a response, song, leader response. You know, one group would be, it was really cheesy, really. But, you know, but, it, but you know, we've been known to do that in the church. We do some cheesy things. But, you know, we have fun with it. You know, we just don't mind laughing at ourselves. We don't mind having fun. And so, yeah, you know, so one side of the church, we praise you, the Lord. And they'd sit down the other side of the church, stand up, praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah. And then praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah. And it was awesome, you know, I guess. So anyway, I don't know. Just tangent there. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. Wow. So this psalm begins with a, a, a plea for God to hear. And and then the conclusion is saying he's praising God because God has heard his cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. You say, I don't have no strength today. Allow the Lord to be your strength. I don't have it in me today. Allow the Lord to be in you and give you power, give you uh, um, the stamina, the courage that you need today. He will. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He'll help you. My heart trusts in him, and he's going to help me. He will help you today. He will help you. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, we put our trust in the Lord and the promises. He's going to help us. He's going to be with us. He's going to guide us and correct us and strengthen us, direct us. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song, I praise him. Yeah. I'm going to praise him. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song, I praise him. Yeah, You got a song right now? You got a song that ministers to you? You just love that song? You say, ooh, that's my song. That's my jam. That's my jam right there. You know? You may have that song right now. Some on the radio you, you like, you're like, mm, that's my song. Mm. Come on, everybody quiet. That's my song. Turn that up. Yeah, it is. You in the car or in the house? Hey, 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 hey. That's my song. Turn it up. Get your jam on. You know, hey, you know, praise the Lord. Yeah. So that's what he's saying. He's saying, that's my song. With my song, whatever that song is, great is thy faithfulness, whatever it is. Uh, modern contemporary tune, whatever it is. Stomp back in the day, remember? GP, are you with me? Yeah. I've been going through something that's really got me down. You know, way, way back in the day. That's old school. Stomp. It makes me want to stomp. Yeah. So whatever your song is, you know, you got your song. Could be, uh, could be praise him in the storm. Could be uh, a hymn. Could be a chorus, could be a modern worship song. Battle belongs to the Lord. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. I'm sorry about the bad singing, but you get what I'm saying? You got to find your song, man. What's your song? Sometimes when a certain season of life, it's like your anthem. 
that's my anthem right there. And God's God's gonna always be with me. God's my my strength and my fortress. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That's what the songwriter's saying right there. He's like, um, and with my song, I will praise him. Now he's probably talking about uh <laughs> having church ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> heart leaves for joy. And with my song, I praise him. Now, songwriter's probably writing talking about his own song. He's got a song in his heart. Sometimes God give, just give you a song in your heart, something that you just want to sing to the Lord, a personal, very personal message to Jesus. You just want to sing it. Nothing wrong with that, man. And it don't have to sound good. It doesn't have to sound good. Just from a joyful noise unto the Lord. Mm. That's good, man, because a lot of us, that's all we got. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, that's all we got. Well, all we got is a joyful noise. noise. There's no melody, there's no beat, there's no rhythm. It sure ain't no tune to it. It just, it's a joyful, it's a lot of noise is what it is, it's, but it's joyful. And that's okay, and that's okay. So, you know, you at the workplace, you in your car, you just get your, you know, you just get your joyful noise on to Jesus, you know? You ever, you ever watch people like in the car and like singing along to a song? They don't know the words. They sing along to the song, but they don't know the words. They say that was joyful and and the praising, and they don't know the words. They don't know words, but they sing the joyful. They they with they with it. They with it. They believe in it. They believe in it. They they all for it really, and uh, they love Jesus. But they don't can't sing. They don't know the words. But they they all they turn it up. That's my song, you know. That's my song. And they praise you in the storm, Jesus, all the day long. They don't know the words. They ain't got no clue what the words are. I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. That just, just whatever. Just thought of that. Verse eight, the Lord is my strength. Wait, the Lord is the strength of his people. Oh, I like that. I like that. A fortress of salvation for his anointed one. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is. You know, what, does it give, what gives the body of Christ its strength, its ability to persevere and endure? We're doing a study right now through the book of Acts, and you just stop and think about it. It's amazing, right, that the church is still here. Not that, the church, not that, not, not that we're just here. We're, we're incredibly uh, numerous and influential around the world, the church is, the body of Christ. And it started with one man, Jesus, 12 disciples. What has given God's people strength? And the, or you look at Israel, the fact that Israel still exists, the Jewish people still exist. You can't find no Canaanite, can't find no Hittite, parasite. I said parasite, not parasite. That's different. You can find you can find parasites everywhere. Um, they get in your belly. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know why it tickled me like that, but that's just, but yeah, there are parasites. You can get a parasite, man. You can eat bad food and get a parasite. You can get in a lake, bad water, get a parasite. 
and then that wreaks havoc on your on your innards. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but but it's amazing. Israel still what has sustained Israel? Why are they still here? Why is the body of Christ, the people of God, still here? Because of the strength of the Lord. And he's a fortress of salvation around his anointed one. Now, this is obviously talking about the king of Israel. He's a fortress around the king. But he is true. We can make it personal. He's a for, he's around, he's a fortress around us, too. He was a fortress around Jesus, right? Jesus was the anointed one, uh, the chosen one. And uh God obviously protected him and uh, was with him and r- rose him from the dead. Um, but um, he's also around you. He's a fortress around you. Man, you're, you're on your way to work. You're on your way. You're doing your task. Just imagine the Lord is a fortress around you. Mm-hmm. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Wow, it's a beautiful picture, right? The shepherd. Shepherd will carry the little lammy. Little lamb get tired, can't walk, need some help. What does shepherd do? He pick them up. He pick them up and carry them. The shepherd, you know, most of the time they walk and he guides them. Sometimes he's just he got to carry them, puts them on his shoulders, he carries them. He'll carry you. Probably has already, right? You look back over your life like, yeah, Lord, Lord carried me through that. I don't know how I made it. I wouldn't have made it had it not been for the Lord Jesus carrying me. And today, you may that may be your prayer too today. God, I need you today. I just need you to carry me. Man, I don't know if I can do it. I need you to carry me. Please help me carry me. He will. He loves you. He's for you. All right, let's, let's read this from C.S. Lewis, this October 13th reading uh, entitled Collaborators in Creation. I like that. I like the way that sounds. That means you get to participate in creation. That's what that... That's what that insinuates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here he goes. If pain sometimes shatters the creature's false sufficiency, so pain, trials in life, uh, hurt, sometimes shatters our, uh, our false sense of sufficiency, which is actually in the end good, Yet in supreme trial or sacrifice, it teaches him the self-sufficiency which really ought to be his, the strength which, if heaven gave it, might be called his own. For then, in the absence of all merely natural motives and supports, he acts in that strength and that alone, which God confirmed. Man, isn't this amazing? <laughs> Literally, C.S. Lewis is talking exactly about what we just read in the Bible, about the strength of the Lord. That's exactly what he's talking about. He's talking about you get to these points where you take, you know, so there's some normal, normal things where you face some hardship and you realize I'm not, I need, I'm not self-sufficient. Um, um, but there are some, some supreme trials or su- supreme sacrifice, big deals in life that teaches us to, to dig deep, to look deep and find this strength and the strength that we discover is not a strength of our own. It's a strength that is being given to us by the Lord that God confers upon us through his will. Human will be human will becomes truly creative and truly our own 
when it is wholly God's. And this, and this is one of the many senses in which he that loses his soul shall find it. In all other acts, our will is fed through nature, that is, through created things other than the self, through the desires which our physical organism and our, heaven, and, and our heredity supply us. So, um, basically, those are the things that usually drive our will. The things that usually drive our will are basically our natural desires and, you know, the way we, just our, the way we were raised, just kind of guides and directs us. But when we start to align our will with God's will, we begin to really find ourselves. We're no longer led by all those earthly and uh, fleshly desires or biological desires or just desires from our uh, natural background, but we start to align our will with God. That's when we find a new power. When we act from ourselves alone, that is, from God in ourselves, we are collaborators in or live in live instruments of creation. And that is why such an act does undoes with with backward mutters of disserving power the uncreative uncre spell which Adam laid upon this species. That's a lot of words, but it's basically saying when we align our wills, we allow God to start doing changing our wills and, and we start acting and living according to the will of God, we start we start um, we cooperate and collaborate with God in undoing the uh, the brokenness and the sinfulness that was created by the fall, created by Adam's sin. We we won't do that just by operating out of our own uh, you know innate desires and will. But when we align our will with God's, then we begin to co collaborate with God. And do uh, undo the uh, the sinfulness of the world. Hence, as suicide is the typical expression of the Stoic spirit, the battle of the warrior spirit, martyrdom, always remains the supreme in acting and perfection of Christianity. Hmm. This great action has been initiated for us, done on our behalf exemplified for our imitation, and inconceivably communicated to all believers by Christ on Calvary. Wow. Wow. The supreme act of aligning one's will with the will of God was Jesus on the cross, that he did God's will. And that, you know, there was never a more supreme act of denying human will and allowing God's will to work through a person than Jesus exemplified for us on Calvary. And you talk about an event or an activity that truly undone, undid the works of the fall. Nothing, nothing has ever undone the works of the fall more than Jesus aligning his will with the will of God and going to the cross and conquering death, hell, and the grave on it for all of humanity. Mm. And in each day when we die to ourselves and we allow Christ to live in us, we also are uh, participating with that same spirit that was in Jesus of dying to ourselves, surrendering to God, and undoing the effects of the fall. That's beautiful. There, the degree of accepted death reaches the utmost bounds of the 
imaginable and perhaps goes beyond them. Not only all natural supports, but the presence of the very father to whom the sacrifice is made deserts the victim and, sur and surrender to God does not falter. Hmm. So God forsakes it. Wow. So that, that, uh, that unconquerable dying to uh, ourselves and following God, even though in a sense you feel like you know, you're having to deny yourself, God does not forsake it. God does not uh, overlook it. He sees yourself, your sacrifice. And he honors it. And he sees what you're doing. The things that you do on his behalf, he sees it. And he will reward it. And um, so let's go out today and let's uh, be participants, collaborators with God in bringing good and graciousness and godliness to our world. Yeah. All right, you guys, let's pray. Let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for my friends and the ability that we have to connect online and pray and uh, be united together through your Holy Spirit. Lord, we, uh, we ask you to lead us and guide us, and we thank you for your mercies that are new every day, and we thank you for uh, the ability that we have to uh, collaborate with you in bringing good to this world. So God, today we choose to die to ourselves and to pick up the cross, to follow you and to uh, follow your example of uh, surrender and, um, and obedience. Lord, we want to we do that like Jesus did that. And so, Lord, help us to, uh, to live that out today. I pray for my friends, whatever they're facing, whatever they're going through, whatever special touch they need from you, Lord, may you, may you provide it uh, through your graciousness and love. We pray all these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you for being a part of it all week. And uh, thank you for sharing this, subscribing, liking it, all those things. Really appreciate it. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Uh, we'll be back at it Monday morning as we continue our journey through the Psalms and these readings. You guys are awesome. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.